Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? Great, Michael. Thanks. So, you know, I had an idea for a topic, but it kind of got sidetracked because literally, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday, April 21st, and as I sat down to boot up my computer, I got a text message from one of my clients um, saying, Prince is dead. And it was just like, I'm jumping on the internet, like, all right, what's going on? Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, as we're recording this, it seems like it's been confirmed. CNN confirmed it with a family member that, that Prince passed away. Don't know what happened, why, but um, he was at his Paisley Park studio. But, um, you know, what it kind of is getting I'm seeing a lot of my friends of our generation posting this. It's like, oh my God, it's another another rock star, another musician. Yeah. It's been a terrible twenty sixteen. Yeah. And my my take on it is it isn't gonna get any better. I'm sorry, no. but I feel like our our rock stars are reaching that point where th- you know, they're no longer the immortal rock stars we look up to and that we're always going to be there. Um, I know, you know, you it's it's obvious you and I are both big Kiss fans. Last week, Paul Stanley had to miss a show because he had sh- shoulder surgery. Right. Um, Ace Frehley left a show early because of dehydration and exhaustion and spent the night in the hospital. And doctors have basically ordered him you can't keep up this rock star lifestyle anymore you got to slow down and take things easy yeah you're in your 60s now you're not in your 20s <sighs> yeah and it's just like you know we don't need to run down the litany of artists whether it's musicians or or comedians of our generation or whatever that have passed away within the last 12 months but Ugh. oh my god it's just yeah you know again as a fan I'm sitting here going, what hap- what's happening? Why, you know, our right. our generation of, you know, the guys up on your wall, the guys up on my mm-hmm. wall that we grew up as kids, looking at them, going, they're never going anywhere. They're rock stars. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, they're not. But we've anymore. never had to think about this before, right? I mean, growing up, we, you know, you didn't think about the age of your heroes. God, you no. know, that wasn't really, you know, it was like. You know, Pete Townsend, hope I die before I get old. I mean, we we thought of ourselves as invincible, bulletproof. And it's only been really lately where we've started to have these conversations about, wow, you know, you go see Paul McCartney play and he still sounds amazing and plays in the same key that he's always played in. And you're you're blown away that this guy at his age is still putting on these amazing shows, you know, the Rolling Stones. I could go on and on. But then to your point, you know, we're also getting to a place where some of these people sadly are leaving us. They're, they're, uh, they're passing away and um, it kind of puts things in perspective, but it also makes you kind of think about this is really rock and roll hasn't been around that long, you know, right. and are those people, you know, it's amazing, you know, the people like the Chuck Berries and you know, uh, you know, those people that were around, you know, back influencing Elvis and the Beatles, 
there's a handful of those folks that are still around. It's just now, I think, for the first time, we're having to deal with, you know, the loss of some of our heroes. And it's, uh, it's surprising, although it probably shouldn't be. And it's, it's shocking, but we're all getting uh, older. Well, you know, and the other thing that's I'm noticing, Prince was only 57 years old. Yeah. And and I, I and I forgot, but yesterday, um, the wrestler China passed right. away. She was mm-hmm. only forty five years old. Yeah. Now listen, I'm fifty one. You know, so I'm sitting here going, Jesus, Prince was fifty seven. Yeah. And um, it's not like he was overweight and not taking care of himself. I mean, we don't know if there was <clears throat> a history of you know, heart issues or we don't, we don't know what happened. It's so fresh and it's just now looks like it's being confirmed. But regardless of the cause of death, the age is shocking. The age is shocking. Um, <clears throat> I, I think part of what is shocking is a lot of these, these rock stars, stars are not dying at 70, 80, 90 years old. They're dying 40s 50s early 60s which to me that is sort of the we're supposed to be living longer than that and um you know does that does it um add credence to the argument again of you know it's your lifestyle you know that rock that rock and roll lifestyle that you lived when you were 20 30 40 catches up to you very quickly when you turn 50 and 60 years old, um, even if you've cleaned up your act, so to speak, whatever that act was that you needed to clean up, um, you know, maybe yeah. the damage is done. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, for, for the new generation of musicians out there, I'm hoping they're looking at this going, wow, do I, I got to, I've got to, Take care, better care of myself. Yeah, it's like that old joke, Michael. You know, I, if I had known I'd lived this long, I would have taken better care of myself. Right. You know that thing. Well, you know, when you and I were growing up, there was this trend of twenty-two-year-olds dying. You know, whether it was the Kurt Cobains, the Jimi what, Hendrix. What, what, what's the, the what the magic Jim number was? Person. Twenty twenty-seven, wasn't it? Oh, was that what it was? I think it was okay. twenty-seven. Janis Joplin, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Kurt Cobain, uh, um, Jim Morrison, maybe. They were all twenty-seven. Yeah. So, okay. 27, you know, but that was a different reason. But that Uh, was also a different generation of rock stars. So I'm not just, I'm not, live fast. well, I'm not saying generation, meaning for, for me, they were not the rock stars I grew up with as a kid. Right. I was well aware of who they were. I was well aware of their influence. But they were not my generation's rock stars growing up as kids. They were somebody slightly older than me already. So it had less impact on me. It was sort of like, oh, okay, because I had no real connection to them. Mm-hmm. You know, our generation is, we grew up on the Robin Zanders, the Rick Nielsen, sure. the Dennis D. Youngs, the Gene Simmons, right. the Paul Stanleys. The Ozzy Osbournes, the Alice Coopers. Yeah. Now, yeah. so, you know, the example would be, you know, the the 12-year-old kid today who, you know, 
God forbid, finally hears the words, Alice Cooper passes away, it's going to go, oh, I know who Alice Cooper is. It's not going to hit them that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we've, we've, we've moved into that era of it's our generation's turn to be in that bad spotlight, I guess. Well, I think there's two things we're looking at here. Like those people we mentioned, the Janis Joplin's, Jimi Hendrix, it, it seems to me that some of those were, although they were shocking, they weren't as surprising. Now, when you see, you know, some of these artists, you know, Whitney Houston, you know, you see Prince, even Michael Jackson, you it's not only shocking, but it's surprising. It's almost like we expect our heroes to live forever or at least a long, full life. There, it, that old kind of live fast, die young, you know, rock star, party, OD kind of thing ha- is not in vogue. It's not what it used to be. People are smarter. And, and also, you can't get away with much these days with everybody having a high-def video camera in their pocket, you know, in a, yeah, you a know, and, picture and in their like pocket. Like the artist you just mentioned, at least for me, I'm sitting here going, well, <laughs> I'm hoping they were getting all the medical care they needed all along because... There's no reason they can't afford to have the best doctors in the world. Right. I mean, maybe Prince did have some heart issue or something. I'm hoping he was getting the absolute best treatment he could because he can afford it. So, you yeah. know, that that's part of what I'm thinking, too, is when these people die and you're like, wow, why, how did that happen? You yeah. know? How? Yeah, how, did, how was that allowed to happen? Yeah. You know, uh, it seems like some of these later uh, instances were preventable. I don't know any details uh, about Prince yet, but certainly, you know, when you look at you know, Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson, very preventable. That did not have to happen. That wasn't a, a heart issue. You know, we talked about it, it, it was it was it was a you know it was quote a heart issue brought on by. External items, drugs, yeah, that yeah. caused it. If you had removed yeah. the drugs, that issue may not have ever gotten to the point where it was. Right, and and these people are surrounded by people. They typically have, you know, a, a doctor. Uh, they they are surrounded by management. You know, people who protect them, and you know, you don't want to surround yourself with sycophants. You want to surround yourself you know, with people who really want you to uh, about you. be healthy. Yeah. Like, look at what Elvis did, you know, back in the day is he surrounded himself with yes men. And he tried to buy a pharmacy at one point until his manager said, you can't, can't do, do that, that. <laughs> you know. And he, you know, he, he would basically, nobody would say no. And I think, you know, he was the extreme version of it. And, you know, and it's tragic you know, how he went out, but that same thing is happening today. You know, I mean, if it's not a, a, a physiological thing, like we talked about Paul Stanley a few years back, had a heart condition and had to leave a show. Um, and he got, you know, he had great treatment, got things taken care of. And after a little rehab, he's back out on the road, you know, it wasn't brought uh, on by ass. drugs. It wasn't brought on by alcohol. It was, it was, hereditary hereditary natural natural thing in his body yeah and but that's the thing and that's a good point is you know you and i don't know whether we're going to be around another 40 days or 40 years 
we, we have no idea. Um, there are people, uh, a good friend of mine who was head of sales at Warner Brothers last year passed away and it happened so fast. Like diagnosis to death probably less than six weeks. So, you know, without getting too existential, you know, sometimes these things may have been prints. You don't know you're not healthy. You know, you, there are no symptoms. True. There are no signs. And then something happens. And then there's some of these signs, these symptoms are, well, maybe I just have the flu or, oh, you know, I, you know, that thing's been bothering me, but, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put it off. You know, it's, that's the scary part for me. It's just how fragile, you know, life is. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know about you, but all of this sort of news starts making me take a look at my own mortality now because again yeah it's my generation that's mm -hmm. now starting to pass away it's not my yeah. parents generation it's not mm -hmm. the third generation removed you know it's again i i i remember the news when elvis died but what was that i was 19 what 76 77 77 I was August 16th, I was 13 years old. I was yeah. deeply into Kiss. Um, Elvis Presley passing away was just another story on the headline of the newspaper that day, and my life went on, and I didn't give a yeah. I'm sorry to say this, but I didn't give a crap. You understood <laughs> the significance, but it didn't affect you personally, whereas even Now, now I, I, I do remember my aunt being significantly devastated, devastated by that because she grew up. It was Prince, in her generation. Prince was her rock star. You so, mean Elvis? Or Elvis? Elvis was yeah. her rock star yeah. back, and so when seven, when he died in seventy-seven, I just remember her just being devastated by it. So now, you know, I'm sitting here going, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's my my sitcom TV show actors. It's the comedians yeah. I grew up with. It's the wrestlers I watched every Sunday morning. It's the it's the well. Rock. You can identify now, right? You had mentioned Elvis. I I love Elvis. You know, he made thirty three films, and I have twenty nine of them on video. I I adore Elvis and his music, but at that age, I didn't. I I three days before his death, I saw Kiss for the first time. You know, I mean, that was what was on my mind. Right. I, I just like you, I got who he was, and I knew my mom, you know, loved him and Tom Jones, and I, I got that on an intellectual level, but and appreciated it. But to your point, now when you see someone, you know, like Prince, who's six years older than you are, you know, he's he's like you know the age of an older brother. This right. isn't you know. This isn't Chuck Berry, right. who's as old as your mom. Right. You know, this is a guy who you're like, he looks amazing. He sounds amazing. His voice is still good. His guitar playing is still amazing. His songwriting, dancing. I mean, the guy is ridiculously gifted. You know, uh, I don't throw that around too often. There, there are only a handful of those guys around, you know, the Michael Jacksons and Princes of the World. And he is one of the best ever. And when you see somebody that young, 57, who looks you know, he's just tiny guys and looks like he's in really good shape and he still puts on these great performances. It's just so confusing. And to your point, it really makes you stop and think, you know, wow, you know, you start thinking about your own mortality, you know, you start thinking about, well, 
you know, how long am I going to be here? And, yeah, and what yeah. do I want to do, you know, with my life, you know? It does, you know, and it's just, especially when it comes to the musicians, you know, it's it's a bigger impact because, like with Prince, I remember going out and buying the Purple Rain vinyl album. Uh, me too. I rem- You know, I was in college radio at that time, so I remember us playing that. Um, you know, I remember... Yeah. I remember even prior to that, I grew up in Minnesota. I didn't, you know, I didn't see him in the clubs, but I remember in high school, there was a real small core group of friends I knew in high school who were like nuts over this guy called Prince. Yeah, probably before anybody else. Anybody else. That's where he's from. He literally was still playing um, First Avenue. He was playing the clubs, you know. Um, his, His first albums had just come out. Nobody was buying him unless you knew who he was so it was you know that's that's part of it also because these musicians these artists are part of your your life now it wasn't something that i discovered 40 years down the road and went back and found some great music i grew up with that music i grew up with that artist i grew up with them in my life one way or another exactly Um, yeah. And, you know, and just like you, you know, I was working in a record store, so I remember selling all these Prince records, and I, I didn't really appreciate it until one day, you know, I, I'm a big Elton John fan, and I read this article when Purple Rain came out, and I loved Purple Rain. I loved the movie, I loved the album, the song is still one of my all-time favorites, you know, it's, it's like his Hey Jude kind of thing, and... Um, when that record came out, Elton John kind of dissed it. He kind of said, yeah, it's, it's sad that Prince has to get all this fame and notoriety on his least appealing album. And the guy asked him, well, you know, what album do you like of Prince? And he said, Controversy. And I think that got a lot of us to go back and listen to, you know, what led up to Purple Rain, you know, before, you know, the, uh, you know, the kind of the pop little era, but it just shows you the gift of, you know, the talent that Prince has to, you know, just like Elton John, he's written rock, funk, R&B, ballads, hard rock. I mean, he's, he's written so many great things and done it well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's an eye opener. It's, it's a, it's an eye opener. It's a downer. It's uh you know, and, and not, and not, not to diss, on Prince at this time, but you know what I immediately wanted to do was go up and share one of the songs that I really liked and say, you know, rest in peace. This was a great. You can't find any Prince songs online. Ouch. They, he's got no songs on YouTube, and we know this. He's been very adamant about this. You can't find a Prince song on YouTube. He's not on he's not on Spotify. He's not in Apple Music. You can go download his album, but yeah. you know it's it's at moments like this where you want to. It's moments like this where, to me, streaming music and instantly accessible music is really beautiful, because mm-hmm. you're you're the world is being overrun with emotions right now, and you want yeah. to, kind of. Wrap yourself up in the music that made you feel good, the memories. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and pay tribute, but there's this barrier, you know. You, and that's yeah, the you can't you, unless you've got your I, unless you've got barrier. your iPad or your i iPod or downloaded those songs onto your iPhone right now. You can't do that until you 
go home or go somewhere else or get That's back right. home and put the vinyl on. You know, it's it 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 really kind of slapped me when I tried to do that. I was like, I can't. I looked on Spotify. Nope. I looked on Apple Music. Nope. I searched on on um, uh, YouTube for Prince, 1999. Sure enough, videos came up, but it was all a bunch of people trying to steal SEO traffic. You know, it was nothing. It wasn't a Prince song. They were just using his title and sure. stuff like that to play their own <clears throat> music. And I was like, wow, it's just, yeah. it's, it's sad that at a moment like this, we can't just dive in and enjoy his music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I keep thinking that, you know, we're so fortunate to live in an era where we've got to see, you know, these masters, you know, like the who and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and, you know, all of these folks who are now, you know, they're getting into their sixties and seventies, you know, and I'm so fortunate that I, I've been able to see these folks, but even the bands that, you know, like I, the Beatles weren't really of my generation. Certainly the solo stuff was, but not, not the Beatles. That's more of my mom's generation. Um, but these bands that you mentioned earlier, you know, the Cheap Tricks and Kisses of the World, you know, uh, these guys are in their 60s, you know. Um, and it's, we're only sadly going to see uh, more of these people leave us in the coming years. This year has been particularly brutal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to even <clears throat> think about when one of my true true rock stars passes away. Yeah. You know, it's just I can't I can't imagine what that's going to be like. I mean, that's, my yeah. my whole my whole life Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley have always been there. Yeah. Cheap Trick has always been there. Um Yeah. I can't And they're ima- all knock on it. wood. They're all still you know, healthy and, and doing well. I think the closest I've come to experiencing that wasn't with one of the people I grew up with, but there's an artist named Owsley. Um, and he's, we ended up becoming really good friends and, and, uh, I, I worked with him professionally, um, and as a, a friend and a fan. And, um, he died a few years ago and, uh, it, it turned my life upside down. It changed everything of the way I, I thought about my heroes and thought about uh, people and just how fragile all of this is. But you make a really good point. You know, even the, you know, Elton John's, Keith and Mick, you know, these are people who've been with us, you know, Paul Rogers, John Waite, Rick Springfield. I mean, these people have been with us all along. We still kind of think of them as those people that they were when we graduated from high school or college or our first job. I mean, they've been the soundtrack to our lives. And that is going to be hard when that changes. Are we as fans being selfish to expect these artists? So, I mean, let me go back to the Ace Frehley example. Doctor's orders. Mm -hmm. you got to slow down. You can't be touring like you're touring and, and let's be honest he was not a hard touring artist at this point in the game he did like 12 <clears throat> shows in 30 days or something like that um but are we being selfish are fans being selfish to say i still want another tour i still want another album when the reality is these artists have earned the right and deserve to say 
I'm riding off into the sunset and you're never going to hear from me again. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think it's driven by, let's use Asen as, as an example. Man, you know, he's just put out this really good record. It's energized him. He's clean and sober. He's, he's so excited to be back out there. And I think no one's pushing Ace harder than Ace. I don't think the fans are, are pushing Ace. I think he makes those decisions. I think it's, at some point it's got to be a, you know, a gut check, you know, a come to Jesus meeting with the artist and maybe the artist's family and managers. Um, you know, I think the good artists that are reaching this point, they, they do slow down. A lot of these artists that I mentioned only play weekends now. Um, and, you know, some of the issues that Cheap Trick just went through were over uh, a residency and um, playing multiple, multiple dates. Um, I think at some point, you know, it's not as easy as people think it is to to tour. It's it's grueling, and it's not just the performing, although for a band like Kiss it is, but it's the travel. It's just absolutely brutal um, on on your body and on your mind. And you know, I think ultimately the artist has to make that decision, not the fans. I I agree, and I just wonder if sometimes the artists feel pressured pressured because it's like oh yeah you know i could do one more album i've got a label that wants to put it out uh, you know and the fans would definitely love it and when the fans hear about it they're cheering and ron and mm -hmm. um you know and it but it, at some point you know i'm starting to have greater appreciation and i can't name any musicians who have done this and there i'm sure there are but you know johnny carson retired and he just disappeared into the sunset David Letterman. Yeah. Exactly. Off Good into point. Into the sunset. John Stewart just kind of disappeared. And you know, it's like that might have been difficult for them to go cold turkey, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, they have every right to be doing that, and I don't think a single person should be screaming, You owe it to us to come back and do more and do more and do right. more. It's like no. I mean, if if tomorrow morning Paul Stanley said, you know what, this Prince was a wake-up call, I'm done. Canceling the tour, it's over. I'm going to just stay home and paint the rest of my life and maybe release an album, but you're never going to see me on the road again. He's got every right to do that. Yeah, but you're, to answer your question, I think... I think we are selfish. Um, I, I do think, you know, uh, you know, Andy Sturmer, the singer drummer for Jellyfish, you know, he's kind of moved off into just doing his soundtrack music for, you know, film, TV, cartoons, that sort of thing. And he stayed out of the public eye. And I think Jellyfish has more fans now than they did back when they were touring in the mid nineties, early to mid nineties. But part of me kind of respects the fact that he's following his path. You know, he decided that's what he wants to do, and he's happy doing it, and he's not succumbing to the pressure of those who would like the band to kind of reunite and get out on the road. And, you know, I think with Paul or, or whoever, I think that day is going to come. Paul is already, you know, if you've read his book, which I, I know you have, the theme of the book is, you know, yeah, I've been through all of this, but right now my my family is the most important thing, and, you know, whatever years I do have left, 
if I'm going to make home cooked healthy meals and I'm going to grow a garden and I'm going to paint and I'm going to, you know, that sort of thing. And I think you'll probably see a little bit more of that, you know, with some of these, what we call heritage artists, these artists that we grew up with. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, you know, Paul just had um, sh shoulder surgery. At what point does he say, you know, I don't want to have another surgery. I'm tired of this. Yeah. He had I'm hip tired. surgery a few years he's ago, had right? hips replaced. Knee surgery. I mean, he's had basically every major joint in his body replaced like being an or, NFL player, or, or being repaired an because, no. you know, 40 years of jumping around on stage in eight-inch platforms takes its toll on you. Yeah. But, you know, at some point, you know, and he's probably a bit of an extreme when it comes to the physical extremes a body goes through. Mm -hmm. But even somebody like Elton John or Billy Joel, who is not a up there racing around, jumping around, you know, they're, they're very calm on stage for the most part. Um, they might just sit here and say, you know, I'm just I'm tired of this Um having to deal with getting the flu on the road and seeing the doctor in a hotel suite and you know and we all sit here and kind of roll our eyes and it's like yeah you're in a suite please you know the doctor comes and knocks on the door doesn't matter it's still your body yeah. going through Pneumonia the exact same thing yeah. whether you're at home or whether you're in a suite and um you know the pressure of do i cancel the show or not because you're not feeling good. I talked to a band manager of a major international rock band. Talked to this guy three or four years ago. And I don't know how we got on the subject, but he goes, Mike, I could tell you some stories of what this band would go through when they were sick on the road. They never canceled yeah. a show. But they would go on stage wearing, they put garbage bags under their pants. And they'd have garbage bags because they had the runs so bad. But they, you know, they the show went on. You know, you yeah. and I, it's like, all right, if, you're, if you've got that bad of a flu, call you sick. call in sick and you stay home. You can't yeah. call in sick when there's 50,000 people waiting to yeah. see you. And even, even on top of that, Michael, you know, what a lot of people don't think about is, yeah, you can refund, you can cancel the show or whatever, but it's not just the band. You're a company. You're there are people. A lot who, of people are relying on that show. Yeah, and they they get a paycheck for that show. Yep. Those all the people involved in your road crew and your manager and all these people. parking, yeah, venue. They've they've got rent to pay too. There's there's a lot of responsibility with going out on the road. It's it's not as easy as people think it is. And there's a lot of people who, um, you know, are being paid and their livelihood depends on it. And if you cancel dates, um, you can seriously affect these people's livelihood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's not not much more to say. It was just no. It's... It, it felt it just felt like with the news of Prince literally dropping minutes before we hit the record button, it was just like, oh. You know, as I started off, the reality is our rock stars are not immortal anymore. No, no. And the, and the sad truth is, you know, they never were, but it just seemed that way. And, uh, you know, neither are we. And as Gene Simmons' mother always used to tell him, every day above ground is a good day. Yep. Yeah. So go listen to some prints. Go listen to whoever your favorite artist is. And all I can say, you know, might sound hokey, but 
appreciate it, man. You know, if you do get one more song, one more tour, don't take it for granted. Appreciate it. Because no. it, unannounced, it could be the very last show ever. Yep. Amen, brother. All right, guys. That's it. We'll uh, we'll get on to less somber topics next week, I hope. Let's cross our we fingers will. that we don't have anything major dropping in the next week. All right, everybody. Take care. All right. Cheers.